Hi, this is Jonathan, and I play the human wizard, Jonathan the Magimuscular. Hi, I'm Jack. I play Trevancore, a half-elf Beastmaster Ranger. Hi, this is John. I play your half-orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks. Hi, this is Julia. I play the rock gnome cleric, Bernice Q. Burns. And I am Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeon Drunks. Last time on Dungeon Drunks, Jonathan is in the process of joining the Watchful Order. Travancore ordered armor for his bear and is hunting down information on Lady Passerac. Bernie got her dog a day at the spa, and Carlton is all about that shopping. And that's where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeon Drunks. I'm your DM Lorne, aka Obocrazy. I'm back to drinking Dragon's Blood, which for those of you who don't remember, it is pomegranate juice and some of the ghost pepper moonshine that I received at RTX. And it is lovely, and it is dangerous, and it still makes me happy. Also, it's kind of the only thing I had in the house. Bernie, what are you drinking? Um, nothing quite that interesting. I was pretty sick this past weekend, so oh. um, I have ginger ale. It's good for being uh, sick. It was the worst, you guys. It was the absolute, absolute worst. Poor Jules. So, like, I have a really bad lower back because I'm, like, 29 going on 65. And, um, <laughs> like, both of my parents have back problems. So this is, like, a thing that it's just going to – it's just my life. I found out there's a thing that happens when it's, like, you enter in the, like, lower back problem zone, which is if you vomit, your back goes out. Wow. So oh, I see where this is going. I had, like, food poisoning on a Friday night and then – on Saturday during the day, I had an event at work. Like, I had no option to take off work. So I was, like, in a lot of pain, and I had to be in historical clothing. But what was actually kind of nice is if you wear a corset correctly, it kind of, like, supports your back. So I had one of my um, volunteers lace me in in such a manner that I could stand up properly. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, shit. And I was just like, I don't, like, everybody was like, I was like, and the worst part is I was like, didn't want to eat anything. I was so hungry. And so I just had like soda all day and I like water. And I was like running around with a bunch of like 12 year olds. I was supervised. I was just like, oh. I'm just decided like no booze, no booze this week. Nope. Just that's, ginger that's ale. Just magical. For the best. Magical ginger ale. Magical ginger ale and no corset. So I'm assuming you're feeling better, which, which makes me happy. I have some ice for later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Carlton. Are you drinking and wearing a corset? I'm wearing a corset, but I'm not drinking. I mean, I'm drinking, but not wearing a corset. <laughs> and I'm drinking is a uh, main root sarsaparilla. Uh, my local grocery store, apparently you can do a mix of six of sodas. So I decided to get some fancier sodas than I normally would Ooh. have. Nice. Also, sarsaparilla. It's fun to say. Sarsaparilla. Do you enjoy saying sarsaparilla? Good people of Faerun. <laughs> I haven't tried, so I'll try it when I get home on my own time, and I will let you know. I'll report back. All right. So today is an auspicious day for uh, the Viceroy of Glenmar, for his choice is the very last of the Paul Masson Golden Apple Brandy. I didn't feel like packing it when I move, so I may have poured more than I should have, so... Wait, is Wait. that just straight brandy, that entire glass? No, no. Okay, it's only God. about 80% brandy and 20% oh, club soda. Okay, hold on. 80%? That glass, for those of you who are looking, that's like a 20-ounce glass. So, much like a, uh, a <laughs> Japanese person in the late 19th century, uh, doing his best to adapt to Western custom in the middle of the Meiji Restoration, I fully expect to get unexpectedly 
Brandy ninjured. Unexpectedly. You totally just unexpected. made Jules's day. She is so happy right now. She is so happy. <laughs> Listeners at home, if you could see the joy on her face during that little <laughs> announcement, that was, that was amazing. Jonathan, can you say something that will bring the same kind of joy to her face? Absolutely not. Uh, this, is, <laughs> this is Jonathan. I play Jonathan the Magimuscular. Tonight, I am having an Up Yours Putin. It is 7-Up and Vodka. And tonight, the shot of Fireball, which will probably be drunk at the expenditure of a third-level spell for the crafting of some item for the Watchful Order. It is dedicated to one Luke McKay, who has, if you've seen any kind of, of art on the internet, you have no doubt seen his stuff. Rooster Teeth comics, balls to that, and all of the art for Dungeons and Dungeon Drunks. Sorry. <laughs> Almost reverted about, about him. But <laughs> Luke, you're awesome, and your wife is pretty awesome as well, so this fireball shot is for you. Prost. I feel like I should give you advantage for that now. I feel like you should. I know. We'll see what happens. Okay. Speaking of, we'll see what happens. It is late in the afternoon on Uktar the 24th. Some of you are finishing up with the things you were doing for the day, like Jonathan and Travancore. You guys finished your various excursions and are slowly heading back to the Golden Rock Tavern. Some of you are still out for the evening, like Carlton. So, Carlton, the last time we were together, you had been discussing... Tracking down some information on some flail snail shells. What would you like to do with the few hours you have left in the day? While I make my way to the, what we, I'm assuming is the art district, I want to take a detour to the temple district and find a temple to Myliki. Okay. The time that you have left in the day, you think you might only be able to do one of those two things before you know, the sun goes down. Did you have a preference for which you would like to I do? I will do the Temple of Myliki first. The art district can wait till tomorrow. Okay. You know where most of the temples are, and in fact, it doesn't take you very long to actually find a temple to Myliki in Waterdeep. It's one of the larger temples there. You know that there is one from talking to a couple of people, and you enter what looks to be a very small garden, essentially, before you actually get to the temple itself. It's a, it's a a smaller building in relationship to all of the other temples to some of the other gods and goddesses that are represented in Waterdeep. But the plot of land is just as large. It just has some trees out front, very nicely tended to. You enter the main part of the temple and you can see that there's just some simple wooden pews set in a circle around a lowered section of the floor of this temple. There isn't a sermon going on. There just seems to be some men and women in simple brown robes walking around, clearing out well, it looks like pamphlets. Maybe they were just passing something out, but uh, just some men and women quietly going about their business. All right. Um, I guess I'll go to the one that looks the most priestly or priestessly, priest uh, priestly or priestessly looking person, uh, and kind of introduce myself and be like, "Hello, I'm Carlton." Okay, go ahead and roll a perception check. Hold on, that's the most demure way you've ever introduced yourself. Hello. Hello. Well, I've learned from, like, spending enough time around Bernie and civilized people that in a house of worship, 
You can't just go barging in, smashing things. When have you ever seen Bernie not go barging into a house of worship like she owns a place, even when it isn't her goddess? That's true. (laughs) Uh, 15 perception. As you look around, your gaze is drawn to a wood elf over on the side. You, You were looking for someone in maybe fancier robes or praying or doing something more godly. Not that you're too well aware of what that would be but this elf catches your eye he's a very young man from the looks of it although with elves it can be a little deceiving but he seems to be a a younger man he is in the same basic brown robes he unlike a lot of the other priests that are walking around cleaning up he's taken a seat and is kind of contemplating the the center of this this temple and and for a moment, you're not exactly sure, did you focus on him because he seems to be the only one who has taken a seat and is doing something contemplative? But his features look familiar. Hmm. Uh, I go over and be like, pardon me, sir, uh, sorry to interrupt. May I have a moment of your time? Oh, d- yes. Hi. Uh, he stands up and it's uh, he's a very thin, young man. He introduces himself and says, I am... Uh, I'm." Boza, how how can I help you? Hi, Boza. Uh, so I'm not a very godly person, but I do understand that they are there. Uh, I tend to roll with uh, some followers of Queen Bay, but Mailiki was the uh, patron god of my family. My mother worshipped her back uh, in the Crypt Garden. Uh, and Queen Bay had spoken to my friend saying that one of my... Tri- uh, uh, Someone in my family was still alive, had I thought was dead. Uh, and we recently helped Mailiki, one of Mailiki's, uh, uh, not servants, but uh, chosen a dryad in the Crypt Garden of helping clear out the rot. And I didn't have a chance to ask her while we were there. Um, and I was wondering if there's anything you could do to connect with Mailiki to help me find that answer of who is still alive. As you mention all of this especially the crypt garden, his eyes go wide and he reaches out as though he's going to grab your arm and then stops for a second and says, the, the, the crypt garden, how long ago were you there? Just a, f- a day or two ago, a couple days. You said that you were going after the a rot that was happening there and it was it was still going on. There was still problems with the crypt garden. Uh, yeah, we I, I killed it. Uh, I killed, I killed oh. the rot demon. Me, well, me and my friends. I can't take all the credit. They helped, but I did most of it. Blessings to Mailiki for that. Um, did you did you see anyone else while you were there? Uh, there was a dryad, and uh, we did we performed some burial rites to an elven party. An an elf. Um, how many? Hey, Lauren, the DM. How many were there? You seem to remember there were three or four. I'm not the best at counting, but there was about three or four. And they were all elves? Did you find anything telling telling you who they were or uh, where they had come from? Yes, I keep those kinds of notes. Let you did. Remember for- we talked to one of them? I want to say the name was Altriel. Altriel. Yeah. As you say her name, the the young man you're talking to, Boza, startles and then sits back down on the pew. And you can see he looks crestfallen. Are, are you okay, my friend? Um, I f- figured if I hadn't heard from her by now, that might have happened. 
You found, you said you buried her, them? You gave them a burial? Yes. Okay. With It's been a while since I've pref- I remember the burial rites, but I did my best remembrance of my leaky burial rites. I'm, I'm sure whatever you could do was a, a kind mercy that Altriel was my mother. She went with some friends. I'm sorry to hear <sighs> that, my friend. Losing a mother is uh, no, no, no easy thing to process. I lost mine many moons ago, and it still affects me to my core today. She's... Her and her friends have been off being god pawns for as long as I've been alive, and I knew one of these days it would catch up with her. I knew one of, one of these days my Licky would send her to do something that she could not do that was too powerful for her. And when I didn't hear back in the last week or so, I knew. I just, I just knew. And he kind of sits there for a moment. You see his, he kind of very quickly wipes his eyes. And then he says, but uh, I'm sorry. You came here looking for your own answers. And I, my Licky obviously has brought you here to bring me some of mine. And it's, it's, it's nothing that I hadn't already suspected, but it is good to know for sure. And it's good to know that she isn't just lying out somewhere and and the fact that she's in the forest that she loved and that it is clean now thank you um i i i scrounge around for like a piece of parchment and paper uh and i'd be like i kind of draw a crude map and i say if you ever want to visit and pay your respects this is the rough location of where she was he takes it his hand shaking a little bit kind of glances over and nods, folds it up and very carefully places it in a pocket, wipes his eyes a little bit more and says, I'm, I'll, I'll, yeah, uh, uh, it'll, it'll take a little bit of time for me to come up with some of the resources to be able to go, but I, I would like that. Thank you. Now, uh, I'm sorry, you had your own questions and what I, you were what? Uh, so I was... My parents were murdered when I was just a babe, and I thought they were all dead, but apparently Queen Bay says one of them was still alive. A wheel or woe type answer. Not really much more to go on that. And so I was hoping that I could come to the goddess of my clan and see if she would have a more definitive answer for me. But I am not one who knows how to talk to a god, so I figured I'd come to her house. (laughs) There... With my leaky, there's no right answer for talking to her. She is as as wild as the nature that she protects. Um, follow me for a second. And he gets up and leads you to the side of this temple where there is carved into the wood paneling along the side of a very nice tree almost life-size it looks like some kind of oak tree carved in stained with kind of a darker wood there's a multi-tiered table set up with a whole bunch of little tiny votive candles and a a bunch of pillows kind of set up and he motions for you to join him as he kneels down in front of the tree and he says i need a moment myself 
so maybe together we can do this. There's, uh, there's, there is no right way. You just, you just call and you hope that they will answer. And it's, it's difficult because even the most devout will sometimes not hear for, for years and years or just in, in bits and pieces. The, the, the gods can't contact us easily or regularly without dire consequences. But if she can, this is this is the place. Just think about the tree and call to her. And he kind of motions for you to join him in kneeling. And he, as you two kneel, kind of claps his hands in front of his his chest, still sniffling every once in a while, kind of wiping his eyes. He bows his head and you hear him say something under his breath in, in Elvish. Do you speak Elvish? Uh, Dwarven? No, and he's an Elvish. And common. Nope. It's, <laughs> it's a common enough language that you recognize it's Elvish, but you have no idea what he says. Whatever it is, he, it's a very, it's maybe only a couple of words, and then he grows silent. What would you like to do? I close my eyes and clasp my hands in that same pose and just picture the tree in my mind's eye. And I try to mimic the words he's saying. Okay. Roll roll a religion check. Oh, please, dice gods. Be kind to me today. As I find... 11? Or, I mean, 12? <laughs> you try to mimic whatever he said. You don't think you're that successful because even this sad, mournful elf next to you, you hear him, like, <laughs> snicker just kind of a little bit. So whatever you've said, you have a feeling it's not exactly right. But then you, you think for a moment and picture the tree and... Kind of a moment of peace settles over you. You don't feel anything else. Is there anything else you'd like to think about? Or do? I'm going to think about the dreams that we had in the Crypt Garden when we were called the help. I will think about the Dryad, my mother, my wolf mother, and kind of all the good times that I had in the Crypt Garden as a young and before the sorrow. Okay. These pleasant memories go through your mind. You vividly picture your mother, both your both your two-legged and your four-legged mother. It's it's weird. You you think about them on a regular basis, but those are old memories and slightly fuzzy, but here in this place kind of surrounded by these people praying to a, a goddess that you're very familiar with. They're very sharp in your mind. It's as though a, a painting has been placed in front of you of your mother, of your tribe, of your the land that you are on, of the crypt garden, the, but a healthy crypt garden, a flourishing crypt garden, of a smiling face, of a dryad, of a dryad pointing off to the right, of seeing orcs and half-orcs and humans in a, a large grouping moving north of seeing an angry orc, one that you recognize while the leader of this group, the, the orc responsible for taking all of this from you. He's yelling, he's shouting, he's pointing. He's leading these people north. 
And then you're just thinking of the tree again. Hmm. And it's as if I'm picturing it currently. It's, it was weird. Now that it's kind of happened, it was as if you were watching still paintings in your mind. Super clear, super crystal clear pictures. Can I roll perception to see if I recognize any of the landmarks in the paintings? Sure. Like to see where that he would currently be marching north towards? Actually, give me a survival check. Cool. Better. Actually, just, nope, nope, not better. Ten. <laughs> They're paintings. This is obviously north from the Crypt Garden, but something about it tells you that this was long enough in the past that this might have been months and months and months ago, partially because the pictures of the Crypt Garden that you got were healthy, uh, still vibrant, still full of life. And you get the sense that if this is some kind of vision, this, this might have been a while ago, but you didn't catch enough landscape markings to really... Capture where they're going other than north. And can I can I perception or survival or whatever check to see in those paintings? I obviously recognize the orc that caused the sorrow, but do I recognize any of the ones that are marching with him as a familiar face in a pleasant way? Uh, go ahead and roll a perception check as these images are starting to fade God from your damn mind. Damn it! God. Ten. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Damn you, dice gods! <laughs> the painting that it appeared in front of you all focused on the leader of these orcs, and so everything else was a little blurry. You're unsure. All right, I'll 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 spend some time and think of that later. Maybe okay. I can recall it in a dream. You take a few deep breaths. As you open your eyes and, and look about, you see that Boza is still kneeling next to you, but you notice that the light that was coming through some of the windows has completely gone and what feels like you had been kneeling here for maybe a few minutes maybe five ten minutes it must have been much longer because you came in here and it was before dinner well before dinner and now it is dark okay i will uh thank uh the uh boza for his help in opening up my mind to my leaky it is my my pleasure. He stands up as you stand up and nods and says, I thank you for bringing my mother to a, a peaceful rest. Her and her friends deserved to be honored in that way for all that they have done. And I think it was my Liki that brought you here today t to me. And thank you. Thank you. And I uh, drop a, a gold in like the the coffer on the way out okay it clinks pleasantly as you walk out into the cold dark of pretty much post dinner water deep as you head back to the golden rock tavern to meet up with your friends bernie you had a shopping list as well God. what did you want to do with the last couple of hours of the day yeah bernie needs to get some things okay god i hope i didn't throw away my shopping list accidentally Oh, no. Um, but no, I know what I want to get. Bernie needs okay. to find um, plant vendors, a garden store. Okay. And she needs to get some stone. Okay. Go ahead and roll an investigation check. As you and Carlton have kind of split off and you're thinking about you, you needed to get a lemon tree, correct? Yes. Well, let's hope this goes well, guys. I am not an investigator. That was a five. Bernie has no clue where to find a lemon tree. Can she roll a stop and ask someone check? 
it wouldn't be a stop and ask someone check, but if you would like to just stop someone on, yeah, you're you're kind of standing in the middle of the trade ward, really unsure where to go for plants. And so, yeah, do you want to just grab somebody? Are you just, looking for someone? Someone who looks friendly. Can I do a perception check for a friendly face? Sure. All right, I'm better at that, but not by much. That's a sixteen. Hmm. You see a kindly old lady, a human, walking along with a bag under her arm and a bright smile on her face. And she, as you catch her eye, unlike people who are avoiding contact with other people, she greets your gaze and grins at you. And I smile back and I say, hi, you look like you might know where I could find a garden store. Oh, well, I don't know why you'd think that, but I can I can help as much as I can. A, a, what are you, a garden store? You want a yeah. garden? Well, oh. no, like a place that sells plants, you know, and trees. Sometimes they're called a nursery, which is a little bit weird in my mind, because that implies babies and not baby trees. But I guess, you know, if you're into plants and that kind of thing, it makes sense. Um, but this is a place where you buy stuff, and I don't hang out here very often, you know, like, no need for buying lots of things, but, uh, yeah, I need a lemon tree. Oh, lemons. Well, it's out of season for lemons, but I do know there's a, a druid who runs a, a garden and nursery not too far from here. If uh, you can go talk to him and see whether he'll be able to help you. To, I, I bought a rosebush from him a little while ago, and it's been very nice crawling up the side of the house, kind yeah. of both being very pretty and protecting the house. Hasn't really grown that many roses, but, you know, I, I was mostly looking for the thorns anyway you know those pesky men and women who want to sneak into an old lady's house and try to steal her stuff and now i have thorns so <laughs> i wasn't good, really but you gotta be careful because you don't want those vines to grow into the mortar of your house because then you're just really screwed oh no i have my nephew come by on a regular basis and he prunes them all lovely young man i've really been happy with how much of a hard worker he is comes by once every couple of weeks and we have a lovely cup of tea and he <gasps> trims the the side of the house and he cleans up in the backyard you know ever since my husband died it's been really difficult for me to do this kind of stuff all on my own and certainly having family around has been really helpful and i and you notice that as she is continued to talk like the two of you are, are walking along and you definitely get the sense old lady who doesn't talk to people very much and you've spoken to her <laughs> that's okay do you know what happens when your board is made of old people who don't talk to people very much you get very very good at listening you get very just, very uh -huh. good at listening oh i you know i I have a lot of family, and it's a shame that I don't particularly like them, because they sort of tried to kill me that one time. But that's neither here nor there. Um, that's why you need rose bushes to keep the riffraff out, because, you know, I loved my husband very much, but his mother, his mother tried to kill me like four or five times. That's what happens when you have, a, when you marry someone who is related to the Thieves Guild. They just want to kill everybody. They don't want to actually, actually talk to anyone. They just want to kill you. But now I've got this very nice nephew and he comes by and oh it's it's so oh and look here we are and you can see now she is actually in her prattling led you to what 
looks a little ramshackle. It's the the building itself looks like it's seen better days, uh, mostly because it's got vines and weeds kind of growing everywhere in around and out of it. But there is a little sign on the front that says green, green grass. And <laughs> it looks like it was painted hastily like it's it's not very clear and it doesn't have any sort of picture not not your normal signage and she says oh yes green green grass this is you'll you'll want to speak to uh Seekin. he's the one who helped me with my rose bush and and he's the one who helped me to keep all of of the, the bad people out when they want to kill you or you know, find the ones who want to kill you. Although he doesn't know much about that. Anyway, you tell you tell him that Farah said hi and yeah. to come on by for that. Farah, yes, I was the one who I he gave me some very lovely rose plants for a very good price. If anyone can help, it's Seek and he can help you out. Oh, oh, I love that. Thank you. I'm Bernie. I I'm Farah, and they. She shakes her hand. She is just kind of your stereotypical old human she is bent over so far that she is pretty much your height oh, so you guys it. have been having this you've been you've been walking maybe it's like it's been so nice it's been I know. so lovely talking to someone on my height like she's linked arms with you as she's prattled on the two of you have been looking eye to eye you've maybe only gone two blocks but it's taken you about an hour to get there yeah so about but- right here you are. Well, fair. I would love, love, love to come by for that cup of tea. And if, if I can, if I can swing it, I know a bakery that makes things. Um, a friend of mine got like cupcakes there or something like that. But maybe I'll bring some by. And I'd love to come by and hear more about your mother-in-law that wanted to kill you. And I can tell you all about my aunts that wanted to kill me. And we can take a look at those rose bushes together. I would love that, dear. Bernie wasn't. Yes, that would be fantastic. She gives you directions to where her house is, which is a lot of go down the street and take a right where you see the li- the large tower and then take a left and where you see the house with the, the really smelly people and then take a right. Like there's no street names. It's yeah. all just locations and places. And at this point, the sun is starting to go down and she eventually gives you those final directions and says, just come on by anytime. I'm home most evenings and afternoons and mornings great well i would love to i'm gonna go get myself a lemon tree or something that passes for it <laughs> well you have fun dear and you tell seek and i said hi and she eventually starts to wander off all right i'm gonna go inside the green green grass all right inside it is a mess the green green grass has no floor it is a dirt floor and you can see someone has been attempting to grow things out of it. But of course, this is the inside of a building. There's not much sunlight in here. So it's just a dirt floor. The back wall has doors in it, but the doors are all open. And you can see that behind this building is kind of the worst put together greenhouse you've ever seen. And you haven't seen that many greenhouses. There's some glass and some semblance of order, but everything is overgrown in a million different directions. The actual building that you're in seems to be partially empty. There's a couple of chairs and a desk over on the right-hand side. And around the corner comes a very tall human. Dirty blonde hair, striking blue eyes. He is in... What you would probably classify as rags from their their dirt and their 
holage. They are just completely destroyed. He is barefoot and he is brushing off his trousers, which you feel like if he's not careful are just going to fall to pieces if he doesn't stop. And he comes walking on in and then startles when he sees you and says, oh, oh, oh uh, hi, hi. Hello? Are you seeking this nice old lady about my height named Farah told me that you're the man to talk to when it comes to rose bushes with good thorns, but also I'm specifically looking for a lemon tree. Okay. Lemons? It's not the season for lemons. I know this. Okay. You want a lemon tree? Yes, I do. Alright. Uh, it's gonna take a couple days. I'm gonna have to grow one. Do you have a lemon? I am patient. It doesn't actually have to have a lemon on it, but preferably it would exist. Okay. Well, I can get you the tree. I need a couple days and a lemon. Do you have a lemon? I need a lemon. I wait. Doesn't Bernie have some lemons? Bernie, I'm gonna say. <laughs> I tried to go get this man a lemon because I could just <laughs> go buy a lemon from the market and buy some fertilizer if that's the case. I'm gonna say. <laughs> That because of the goddess that you pray to, that you could pull a lemon out of your religion pack and it would not be weird. Okay, let's do that. Bernie reaches in and she's like, will this do? <laughs> he goes to grab it and then like pauses for a second and then gives you a look like he's expecting you to stab him. You're not sure. <laughs> he's like wary of you. And then he snatches the lemon and he looks it over and he gives a sniff. He goes, yeah, I think so. And then he bites into it. <gasps> and he spits out a seed. And he takes another Does he bite. Does swallow the rind? Is that a thing that's going on right now? He, he's, he's taken like two bites out of this lemon and then spit out three or four seeds. And then kind of looks at the seeds, nods, hands, and then goes to hand you back the lemon that he's taken two bites out Oh, of. no, sweetie. You consider that part of the payment. Oh. Okay, sure. And he takes another bite out of it. He's he's <laughs> chewing on this thing like it's an apple. <laughs> and in her head, like Bernie is like mut- like really quietly just like reciting the like conversion prayer. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, why not, friendo? You can- and we're Bay loves all creatures. It takes all kinds. Suddenly, Travancore seems very very normal. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. He continues to bite into this thing like it is a juicy pear, pokes at the seeds that he spit out into his hands, looks back up at you and says, It's not the season for lemons, but I'll I'll see I can yeah, gimme give gimme give two days. Two you days. Come back in two days. Sure. Well who are you? My name is Bernie. Bernie. Alright. Lemon tree. And I right, am sure. one of Queen Bay's chosen, so you do good on that lemon tree, my friend. In the middle of that sentence, he's turned around and he's walked back outside into his greenhouse. Hi. You see him continuing to (laughs) chew on this lemon as though the sourness didn't matter to him. Uh, If you stick around for another minute or two, he eventually starts spitting seeds directly from chewing on the lemon into the ground. He's still holding on to like four seeds that he pecked out, but he's like, (laughs) and then covering it up with dirt. And then, and he does this like five times. All right, then. That's, well, um, sir, it's been a pleasure. Brady's like, uh-huh. 
And she's like, it's been a pleasure. And she goes back to the tavern where they're staying. Oh, wait, no, she needs to get some stone, but it's probably dark now. And she'll shop Sarah closing. It's pretty dark and you have to take a, a quick swing by to pick up Coco Snoot because Coco Snoot yeah. was having his spa day. Uh, you are very happy to see Coco Snoot is freshly washed, smells of <gasps> ginger. And oh. has a big, bright bandana around his neck, looks super clean, and Narlax the Dragonborn hands you over the, the bags of treats and says, he is very ready to go, and what a fine animal. You've been taking very good care of him. Thank you. Yes, he's a good, good dog boy. Um, okay. And she pets Coco Snoot and, like, puts, a, I guess, the saddle's already back on him. Uh, yeah, Saddle's on freshly uh, washed and oiled and is the cleanest that you've ever seen it. Yay! Um, she gets on him and she's just starts like telling him about her day. <laughs> Coco Snoot? <laughs> she's like, wow, did I find some strange people today? Coco Snoot, you're going to meet a really weird lady who's probably trying to kill a mother-in-law that's been dead for years, but that's fine. And then I'm going to take you to go get a lemon tree with me and I'll let you dig some holes in this man's garden store because <laughs> he'll never notice. Let's go back home. <laughs> All right, as you trot your way towards the Golden Rock Tavern, Travancore, you arrive after your time in the wine bar, and you're in the interior of the tavern for maybe two minutes. You've barely decided whether you and Shadow are going to get anything to eat, or if you're going to go back out, or what you're actually going to do. You've kind of thought about getting a, a tankard and saddled up to the bar, and as you're kind of considering what you want to do, a loud dwarf approaches you and says, So you're Travancore. That I am. Who am I talking to? You turn around and you see this striking dwarf standing there. He's got his hands on his waist and is grinning at you. He has this wild mohawk of hair and a big bushy beard and mustache that just goes all the way down to his waist and piercing deep brown eyes that match his skin, that match his clothing, that match his boots. And he grins at you with this shock white of teeth. And he says, I hear you're the one who wanted to play me in foosball. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. This is, this is quite the day. Yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> What's your name again, sir? Ah. My name is Glory Lava Shield, and he holds out a big meaty hand. I I do the Travancore handshake. I grasp his forearm and I give him a vigorous like pleasure to meet you, sir. Oh, he is. He shakes your hand up and down, up and down, up and down. Um, it's not a a hard grip, but it's firm, and you get the sense that he is having fun shaking your hand. And as as you guys shake, he's like, "I got your gold a while ago, and I've been waiting for you to come back into this tavern when I have been here. And now, now I've been told that you're here, and we're going to play. Are you ready?" I look him square in the eye and I say, "Let's rock." I like it. I like it very much. 
here we go. And he brings you on over to the the foosball table that you remember from a couple of weeks ago. He reaches into his pocket and pulls out two gold pieces and slaps them down on the hardwood and says, yours, mine. Here we go. Because we're, we're playing for this, right? I, only a true person would put down money on these kind of games. That's what makes it exciting. I pride myself on being a true person. I like it. Alright, well, I'm the Giants. And he immediately just sets himself up on the side of the Giants, leaving you the side of the Dragons. Uh, I feel ambivalent about this, but there really is no side that I like. <laughs> he has taken the side of the, the Giants, and you get the sense that he has planted himself in a way that he's not going to get moved. Okay, let's play. Alright, he grabs the the Giants and gets ready to go. He says... Best of three. Best of three. Best of three. Excellent. Uh, go ahead and roll a dexterity check. Dexy beast. He will do the same. Hello. All right. All right. Nice. I like it. So what did you roll? 22. Yeah, Glory rolled a 16. So you you go into this expecting a difficult match. Because you've heard this is the guy that is the best at at this game. And so you you go for all of your moves right away. And it's only a second or two before you're able to do a, a nice bang shot and immediately make a goal. And Glory laughs. <laughs> Excellent. I knew you were a worthy opponent. And he grabs the ball and he says, one for you. Here we go. All right. And you can go ahead and roll again. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, not quite uh -oh. as good that time, but... <laughs> Alright, Glory rolled another 16. What did you roll? 12. Okay, this time he seems to have warmed up a little bit, and you are really only able to hold him off for a couple of moves before... Right into your goal. And Glory gives you a, a big toothy grin and says, Ah! Ah! Ah, this is this is exciting. This is this is it wouldn't have been fun if one of us had taken the lead right away. No, no. Final round. He grabs the ball. And are you ready? Uh, ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> Travis right. wonders to himself whether. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, <laughs> that worked out. <laughs> All right. Uh, Glory rolled an eight. Uh, Travis rolled a 16. He makes the mistake of dropping the ball and is still laughing and seemingly having a super good time. And you just do, 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 goof, right into the goal immediately. And he seems as delighted that you won as if he had won himself. He lets out a giant laugh. Ah! You are worth waiting for, my friend. And he holds out his hand over the foosball table. Is just like, ah, well played. And I grasp it. I'm like, let me buy you a drink, sir. Ah, I knew I liked you. He pushes the two gold over to you. Uh, your winnings. Yep. Maybe you can use those for your drinks. Come on. Yeah. And the two of you head on over to the bar. Jonathan, just as you are showing back up from your day at the Watchful Order. Ah. Man, I'm beat. Ugh. I don't think I've ever... I played Portable for the Neverwinter Academy, and we, we were one of the few dorms that actually practiced. All right? Some of the other organizations, they didn't really take it that seriously. We fucking practiced. 
I have never worked as hard in a day as I have today. I can't even describe it. Oh, I, I need a drink. I, I need a drink. Do I hear any of this from where Jonathan is? I, I mean, it sounds like, Jonathan, you've walked on over to, you, you see Travancore at the bar. He is standing next to a dwarf who seems to just be delighted to stand next to him. Yeah, I, I, I come over and, and I unload this. Yeah, I'm, I'm like, it sounds like you've earned a drink. We're celebrating. We are the two greatest foosball players in all of Waterdeep. Aye! I said it right this time. Wow. I feel pretty good about myself. Hey, and Jonathan the Magic Muscular grabs drinks like, out of you, bro. Finally got it. Finally. (laughs) At last. And as you say that, Glory downs his his pint and says, Ah, well then, this is something worth remembering and celebrating. Barkeep, another round. And he tosses over uh, a couple more gold. And uh, one for the magic guy over there. He had a hard day. We'll make his day better. Ale oh, for everybody. Where, where are my manners? Jonathan the Magic Muscular. Glory Lavenshell. Or, I have that right? Lava Shield? Lava uh, Shield. Oh, Glory Lava, Lava Shield. Shield. And he holds out a big meaty fist to I, you. You can he, see. I, I, Jonathan the Magic Muscular grabs it and gives it the biggest bro shake he's got left. He basically puts <laughs> any remaining energy. Like, like if he had mana, he's tapping out No right mana. Now. <laughs> no mana. <laughs> yeah, and he is just like before. It seems like he's just as happy to shake your hand as he is to be drinking his tankard. And it's not a, a it's a firm handshake, but he's not trying to do the squeezy thing, but he won't let go until you do. He will just keep shaking your hand. If it goes on long enough, he will just grab his tankard and be like, "Oh, you've got a good grip. Oh, I can see that you're doing more than just, you know, shooting off those magic missiles. Ah, it's good for you. Everybody <laughs> should have a couple of ways of killing things." And he grabs his drink and downs the second pint before he Finishes shaking your hand. All right. Well, Jonathan the Magic Muscular indulges him a bit, and then and then let's go. It's like, yeah, I'm uh, the these muscles surely are magical. There's no doubt about that. But uh, but you, I hear you play a mean foosball game. Ah, uh, not as mean as your friend here. And he gives uh, Travancore a slap across the back. Travancore, you you kind of. It's hard enough now that he's had a little bit to drink that it pushes you a little bit, but it's it's all friendly. It is 100% friendly. And he grins at you as he orders his third drink. Uh, and you guys are still on your first, even though there's now a second one sitting there for you, Travancore. Hmm. Well, I'm going to finish my first drink and I'll be like, yeah, it's just... Who knew so much fun? I mean, there's so much ego in, in parts of favor, and people are so tied up. Their whole identities are tied to the outcome of either a game or a family membership. They've forgotten how to have fun. It's good to know that someone on this continent knows how to party. Oh, there's plenty of us. You just haven't found the right people. You haven't been hanging out with the right dwarves, my friend. And after Travancore says dwarves. that, uh, Jonathan the Mus- Magic Muscular casts Mage Hand, grabs Travancore's drink, the one that's in front of him that he hasn't touched yet, and double... Double pounds, akimbo, double fist style, both drinks. <laughs> See, you say that, and yet here you are. You've got a friend right here. He knows how to party. That's exactly why we're friends. It pretty much is. I like the both of you. Gestock. <laughs> also the killing stuff. We love killing stuff. Well, that's true. We tend to like to kill the same things and be in the same places when we kill things. It's just... Oh, that sounds weird out of context. We're that actually kind of does. I, it yeah. sounds like we do murder. We're not murderers. We're, no, we're not murderers. 
We're heralds. Let me, let me guess. You wouldn't happen to be mercenaries of the adventuring type, would you? You could probably say that and it'd be accurate, yes. I, I just said that and I think it's very accurate. Ah, we should talk. And he waves down Gestak, the owner of the bar, and points to one of the empty tables and says, ah, Keep it coming, keep it coming, and uh, a little bit of, I guess I should have some stew in me or something. Did you, did the two of you want some food? Oh, yes, yes. I need stew with double bread. <laughs> what do you have in the way of potato wedges? What sort of apps does this place have? <laughs> apps you ha- and You have fried onion bites. Gestock looks at you and says, I could take a potato and I could cut it into wedges? And fry it? That sounds divine. Do that thing. (laughs) Excellent. Come. We should drink and we should talk. And as you are led by apparently your new friend, uh, Bernie, you and Carlton very quickly arrive around the same time from the, the things that you were off doing, just in time to see a brown leather-clad dwarf with wild hair holding a bunch of empty and half-full tankards leading your two friends to a table. I will go to my friends. Coco, you you go with Carlton, and I'm going to get us some food. And Bernie's going to go up to the bar, and she's going to like flag down the barkeeper. And she's going to be like, does this establishment have ketchup? Uh, Yeah, I got some ketchup in the back. It was only made a couple days ago. Good, that's great, that's great, thank you. Um, Will you make me a very large bowl of macaroni and cheese and, like, bring out all the ketchup you have to go with it and, I don't know, a steak? A steak, no bones, dogs can't eat cooked bones, for my, my war beast righty dog friend over there. Yeah, I can do all of that. Go go have a seat with your friends. I'll be, thank I'll be you. out in a little while. And he he heads immediately in the back. You've been staying here for a couple of days, so you and you remember Gestock from before, and he doesn't seem surprised by any of these requests. And as you join Carlton and Travancore and Jonathan seated at the table with this dwarf who you've never met before, he is laughing. He seems to be on his third glass or pint of ale and as you all come over glory says so how how long have you all been in Waterdeep for uh, i want to say since the and i mentioned how long it's been without saying it out loud <laughs> it, two, as a player like crowd says it two, i want to say it's a two three days um but glory like i didn't even ask you when you're not schooling the people in this town about foosball and tell them what's what what do you do Ah, uh, well, I do a little bit of this and that. I do a little bit of mining, do a little bit of hunting, okay. do a little bit of eh, mining, mostly mining. All the mining hasn't been that good recently, and uh, lately I've been trying to help out my friend. He's got a, a armor and weapon place. He's trying to get going, but not been having that much of a luck. That's why I've been doing a lot more of the... The odds and ends kind of thing. He's trying to sell secondhand merchandise. You know, all those all those adventuring types that go on out and don't do quite as well as you and decide to get out of the business. Well, they got to sell their stuff. And so he's been buying. He's been selling his stuff, but doesn't quite have a lot of stock. So I've been trying to help him find some stock. But 
Well, all I really have got, all I can really swing is a pickaxe. And mm. when it's not against you, my friend, a foosball table. <laughs> How about you? Where have you all been? So if you've only been in Waterdeep for a couple of days, and what what y'all been up to? What? Tell me what wonders have you seen? What things have you killed? What stuff have you fought? What things have you killed and what stuff have you fought? All the fun. Can I insight this guy? Uh, like, he's very, yeah. very forward. Inquis- yeah. Inquisitive, too. Go ahead. Roll an insight check. No. Wow. No. I'll do it. No. Bernie will do that's, it. That's, well, wait, a, wait, wait. That, what, what'd you get? A, that's a one on the die, so a three total. You are about to ask him or, you know, really look at him, and then Gestock comes on over and he actually... Or Glory grabs one of the pints and shoves it to you and says, I didn't catch your name. You, you, you know these fine folk, I guess. You're one of these adventuring mercenary types. And he hands you a pint. Yeah, I'm, I'm their buddy. He's, he's your buddy. I mean, he, he likes you a lot, apparently. Uh, Travancore, where'd you get? Oh, I didn't even roll an insight check. Oh. Detective Travancore insights. God, I, I hope right it's now. better than mine. Oh, well, bless that, Bay. Yeah. So that's going to be a 20, but a soft one. Okay, you got a 20, and then Bernie, you, I, I'm sorry I missed that you rolled. What Bernie, did you roll? Bernie is, like, hungry and a little weirded out by by Mr. by Mr. Dirt Store. Um, So she got a three, <gasps> and she's not okay. super paying attention. Like, he's a weirdo. She knows that. You don't need an inside check to know that. Uh, but other than that, she's like, okay, uh, Travancore has acquired a very interesting taste in Friends. <laughs> yeah, with with the three once again as Gestock comes on over with the beginnings of the food. Uh he's got the the steak for Coco Snoot, he's also got some meat for Shadow, he's got the mac and cheese and ketchup for you, um, and he's putting down these pints. You all you can really think about is man, lemons. Travancore, with your soft twenty, you get a feeling this guy is just super friendly. This is just one mm. of those guys. Like, you wanted to play foosball with him, and that made him super happy. And you can't really detect any any other motive besides kindred spirits in foosball. Well, yeah, you ever heard of the Crypt Garden Forest? Hey, yeah, I had. I'd heard it was weird. I heard it gone sour. I heard it gone bad. We've we've made it less weird. We uh, we went to the source of it. We uh, we identified the threat and we neutralized it. Ah. Doing the the proper hero thing. Mm. With a mouthful of um mac and cheese bring us we killed a rod demon. Demon. A demon you say. Oh. A rod demon. Yep. Excellent. Well, what so you're back here celebrating, painting the town, enjoying the pie festival, spending all your money doing what? Playing foosball. Ah, huh. well, all kinds of, th- well, I just happened to be back in town. Like you issued the challenge and I happily accepted because I was hoping to run into the best foosball player in town. Well, and, and it's awesome. Ah, you, you ran into the best foosball player in town until you came along, my friend. <laughs> We'll get we'll get a rematch. Maybe tomorrow. At Maybe tomorrow point. when At I'm point, when yeah. I'm drunk enough. And he downs his third pint. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna call for just raise my hand for another another pint. Yep. For myself. But uh but yeah, it sounds like let's 
I talk about myself all the time. It's one of my major flaws. I don't talk about the people I'm talking to enough. I'm, I'm here to learn. I'm on a mission of discovery. You're having, you're, you say your friend's having trouble, like, stocking armor and weapons for uh, for his new business venture? Yeah, he's he's got this place that he bought, kind of in a rundown part of town. Basically, he had this idea. He's going to buy and sell armor and weapons. He's not a blacksmith. He used to be a, a miner like me, and then decided mm. he didn't want to dig too far and didn't want to dig too deep. Uh, I don't understand. I don't know why anyone wouldn't want to keep digging. Digging's fun. Uh, unless you dig into Undermountain, and then you dig into the Underdark. And that, that, my friend, gets very dangerous. But he decided he was going to stay topside. He was going to sell all this leftover armor and weapons, secondhand stuff. And he just hasn't been able to keep a lot of the stuff in stock that he needs. He can sell things, but he can't find stuff to buy. So, uh-huh. Is his name Craig? No, no, his, his name is Brun Mildy. He runs the Bloody Fist down uh, over by the docks. I don't know. You guys look like you've got some pretty nice stuff. I doubt you're looking to buy or sell anything from him. He's got mostly mundane stuff. Every once in a while, you get something kind of magical, but it goes really, really fast. He's got some connections. Oh, he's got some connections with, you know, some very powerful, important people, If if I can let you know about them. Bernie, I'm trying not to make it notice, but my ears perk up. But I don't draw attention to the fact that my ears perk up. Okay. How big are orc ears? Uh, I would say they are like human shaped, but like size for a big head. So think of like a guy with like proportionally equal to the size of my massive head. Okay, that's what I wanted to know. I didn't know if it was like a Shrek situation. No. <laughs> so like the giant Xerxes from the 300 movie. A little bit, but a lot less earrings. Okay. Bird is going to pierce your ears tonight. Oh, my God. Thank you for that in- level of inspiration. So, wait. Glory, you mentioned uh, powerful people that your uh, your friend is connected to. Yeah. Well, you know, he wasn't able to buy that shop uh, without a little bit of capital, as it were. And he's got some friends. Well, let's just say he's got some friends in the ne'er-do-wells that like to run just below the law and they they encouraged him to buy this place and to do this stuff and every once in a while they help him out but you know he doesn't like to work with them too much because you know the guards get suspicious yeah certainly i can understand that his uh <laughs> that feeling for sure yeah but anyway if you're ever looking for some work or if you happen to know some people who are looking to sell their stuff Although, as I said, your, your stuff is looking pretty nice. And he's kind of, he gives you all appraising looks, kind of eyeing your weapons. And he's like, I doubt you'd be looking to sell any of your stuff. But if, if you ever are, or if you're looking to buy, or if you're looking to find some friends who may not be as successful as you guys have obviously been, well, then, then my friend, he's your man. Does he sell things in gnome size? Mm, if he's got it. It's all secondhand stuff. So it depends on what, what they brought to him. Huh. I mean, it's worth taking a look. I think, if anything, given what a nice guy you are and the fact that you um, obviously let our friend beat you at foosball, then I think it would be great of us to go down there and say hello. Also, Carlton, would you like another beer? Bernie orders another beer for Carlton. I I summon all the shade at my disposal. (laughs) (laughs) Glory laughs. And points at Bernie and, sa- and looks at you, Travancore, and says, I like her. I like him. I like all these people. You've got some good friends, my friend. You hold on to them. And and and, and 
Give me another beer. I'm not drunk enough for a rematch, but we're going to have a rematch, <laughs> and I'll play all of you. And he puts a couple of gold down, uh, mostly for show. He puts like four of them down in front of you, and he says, but first, another round. <laughs> and he starts just ordering drinks and putting down gold, and yeah, the, the beer is flowing for uh, all of you if you would like it. Bernie's not gonna drink very much tonight. She has to think about lemons. <laughs> Chadokar's gonna partake for a little while, but he's not gonna take the next foosball game because he wants to give other people a chance to play. Jonathan the Magimuscular is gonna drink quite a bit. I'm, I'm partaking. Bernie's All gonna right. hand her her beer. She's gonna say, Carlton, you wanna drink this for me? I'm tired. I imagine like her handing a gnome-sized cup to me as like, in my giant hands, like a little teacup worth of ale. No, it's a full <laughs> half. Quite fancy. Yeah, they've been. He's been ordering pints, and so basically they're pint-sized for everybody except for Bernie, which kind of takes two hands, and you, which is one hand and kind of a half a pint. It's it's proportional, but it's still a good size. So yeah, Carlton, you and Jonathan keep drinking. Glory keeps pounding it down he's laughing he's having a ball eventually he starts to slur his words a little bit and he's like if whenever you're ready whenever you're ready that's we can do this foosball right there and he's looking at all of you bernie goes do it do it what are we doing all right i'm actually just gonna roll a 20-sided die to see whether i'm gonna play him again unless one of you guys wants to i'll do it i'm drunk enough there we go hey fuck it all right Glory staggers to his feet, walks on over, grabs the the giant's side, and says, All right, my new orcish friend, get yourself uh, uh, over uh, 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 here. I'm giants. No, 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 I'm giant. No, 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 Oh, if you're not gonna, wow. if you are, if you are so insecure in your skill to be able to play dragon, then you're not worth oh, my no. time. Ooh, oh, roll an no. intimidation oh, check. No. Oh, 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 oh. oh, some little bit of trash talk here. All friendly. I cannot One roll two. anything higher than a goddamn five. <laughs> so intimidating. Uh, so that's a nine yeah. after intimidation modifier, but I have not rolled higher than a five on the die tonight. If it helps at all, uh, Glory rolled a natural one. Oh. So he looks at you, and he squints his, his eyes, and he w- weaves a little bit, and he says, It's not insecurity. It's, I hate dragons, and I like to beat them. But, <laughs> All right, how about, how about this? I play dragons... Giants, dragons, you let me play, we switch. Okay, we'll do best of three. Best of three, let's do this. And he moves over to the dragon's side. All right, he puts down a gold. All right, I put down a gold. All right, uh, so as you take over the giants and he takes over the dragons, go ahead and roll a dexterity check with disadvantage as you're both drinking. <laughs> so a six. Dexy beast, dexy beast. <laughs> well, he rolled a seven. It is the most pathetic game of foosball that any of you have seen, drunk or sober. But eventually, Glory manages to knock the ball kind of sideways, and it just rolls into your your side. And he goes, ah, 
All right. The one time I roll higher than a five, it's on a check with disadvantage. (laughs) All right. He takes over the giant side. You go to the dragon side. Go ahead and roll another check with disadvantage. And what'd you get? The highest number I can ever get on a goddamn die. So a five (laughs) on the die or an eight total. (laughs) Well, he rolled a 12. It's a little faster this time. And you get the sense that maybe this time Glory actually had something to do with the ball going into your your side of the net. But he grins at you and he says, play the third one. Play it. And he staggers his way over to the giant side and we'll, we'll play one more round. Oh. Oh, Hello. there we go. And Glory rolls a soft 20, even with the disadvantage. Oh. How about you? And eight, 18. Oh. This match, like you've sobered up a little bit. And this match goes on for uh, 30, 45 seconds as you get some good volleys. And then he eventually scores. And he goes, <laughs> eh, I, I win. And he takes the gold and he says, but you're, you're good. You're very good. I'm going to walk away because I feel like if I play you for that much longer, you'll be all warm. And maybe in, if you're warmed up, I won't win quite so much. And he's starts to stagger his way around. He makes it back to the table. He's kind of holding on to the back of the chair and goes, I haven't had this much fun since uh, we went and we killed all those drow. That was fun. And he sits down and he passes out on the table. Can this episode be called Five on the Die? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Bernie, Bernie in the meantime, would like to go up to the bartender and ask her for um, a needle or ask him for a needle and a pot of boiling water. He gives you uh, an odd look and says, all right, I can do the the boiling water and with the the bath water, a needle, how big you need? Just put the needle in the boiling water, needle in the boiling water and um, 10 minutes, 10 minutes or as long as it takes a potato to cook through. All right. He takes him 10 minutes. Uh, The needle he brings to you is tiny. It looks like a sewing needle. That's perfect. And Bernie takes like a clean cloth and she puts it in. And um, she's like, Carlton, 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 I have such a good idea. What is it, little buddy? We're going to get you some jewelry. Uh, uh, no. No. good. I think Carlton should have to roll to see if he can decide not to make a bad decision. No, I think Carlton is sober enough not to let you pierce his ears. No, I, yeah, I think, yeah, Carlton can make some decisions for because, himself. like, if Carlton is dumb enough to make that bad decision, then his reflexes when he gets the pain in the ear would be to swing his axe at the thing causing the pain, and that wouldn't go well. Carlton, we're gonna pierce your ear, it's gonna look very good, you'll look like a pirate! You could pierce your own ears. My ears already are PRC, and look you can, how you can nice add it more. looks. Is there anything else you guys would like to do this evening? Um, Glory is currently snoring and drooling on the table in front of you. No. Um, can I get my gold back? No. You want to try to pickpocket him? The sleeping door? I want to see if I detect him, because I don't want him to take his gold back. Go ahead. He lost it fair and square. Bernie? Go ahead, Carlton, roll a sleight of hand check. Bernie's got a pee. <laughs> That's what she's going to do, disappointedly pee. 15. Uh, Glory doesn't move as you reach for him. Uh, Travancore, roll a perception check. Detective Travancore percepts. Come on, five on the die. Damn it! 24. Yeah, you see him, you see Carlton reaching for Glory's coin purse. Well, 
put it back, but don't even think about it. But it's you want you want to win something in foosball? You can play me. No, I just don't want the dwarf taking my money. He cheats. He he didn't cheat. He cheated. He won it there in square. You even switched sides. That was the cheat. That was not the cheat, dude. He's a hustler. Hustler, really? This guy. <laughs> yeah, I'd say your definition of hustler is extremely generous. <laughs> Fine. All right, unless you guys have anything else you'd like to do, you retire for the evening. Some of you with more winnings from foosball than others. I spend and- a, I'm going to spend the 10 minutes in my room before going to bed to try to like think on the tree again and try to reconnect with those paintings I saw. I want to try to keep, or not paintings, but like those images I saw while in my leaky temple. I want to keep concentrating on them like almost nightly so that they don't dwither. Okay, you go ahead and do that, kind of sitting in bed, uh, breathing and doing your best to meditate, although no one's ever really taught you what to do. You're just kind of breathing and thinking, go ahead and roll a religion check. I won't even make you do it with disadvantage. Apparently I'm more religious when I'm drunk. (laughs) 16? The images have kind of faded in the last couple of hours, and now that you take this moment and rethink about them, they, they clarify a little bit more, and some of them bring you a little more comfort than others, but you definitely, you feel like you had some sort of experience while you were in the temple. Are you there, my leaky? It's me, Carl. <laughs> All right, as you guys head off to bed to take a long rest, we'll end for tonight. We'll start tomorrow morning, where Jonathan will be up bright and early to go back to uh, his second day at the Watchful Order. But um, I did want to get experience for all of you, for all of the the wonderful playing of foosball, for Bernie her lovely experience with the the gentleman with the lemon and Carlton for having his religious moments. I'm going to give you guys a total of 2,100 experience to split between the lot of you. And next time there will be more water deep stuff. I'm like, I'm excited about this. Thanks for listening to our adventure. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or find us online at www.dungeondrunks.com. And see you next encounter.